The Bird Show. I am not sure that I have ever heard a more honest and a-holy conversation than I just heard in studio. <laughs> and I want to bring this to The Bird Show and to listeners who would probably love to do the same thing. Okay. If you want to vent on the little things about your significant other that just absolutely drive you crazy, that is going to make you look like an a-hole, but who cares? It's the truth. One, eight, five, five, Bircho. We can put you guys on the voice disguiser. Uh-huh. We cannot with the people in studio. So we're just going to put our a-holeness on display, eh? I, I think it's, I, I think every couple after a certain amount of time okay. feels right. the same way about their significant <laughs> others. And I don't know that you're going to feel like an a-hole. I think you're going to see... Seem very relatable. All right, Cassie, you ready to? But you, you have to do it with the same vigor that you just did it with. Okay. You ready to unite our a holes? Yes. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> to become one big a hole. Coming to Marvel, summer twenty twenty five. I'll unite our a holes if I can put it on OnlyFans. Uh, it has to be with the same passion right. that you guys literally just did while we were in commercial. It's, it's going to happen. Right. So give you a little behind the scenes. Kaylee's in studio to talk about the next break which we're probably not going to get to because Bert's now doing this. <laughs> and I asked him, hey, how's your little one Kieran doing? Because he was out because she was sick. So he's giving us an update. He's talking about a cough, right? And that goes into Cassie saying, hey, you know, use honey, blah, blah, blah. That can be a natural cough suppressant, blah, blah, blah. And it keeps going. And I go, you know, he was talking how it's kind of annoying, you know, when your kids are coughing, you can hear them on the, mon- you know, monitor or whatever. So when your kid is sick, it's annoying is what you say. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> Especially at, well, I think at that age. Well, I mean, at any age, really, because if I think about my three, my seven or my 11 year old, um, you know, they don't, you need water. Go get water. I mean, like, yeah. I've, we've told you a hundred times, but it's like when you hear that one little cough, you just think to yourself, Oh, hell. Because you know it's going to be a night of just... And you're just like... Which then, I felt it. I felt the burning rage inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) And I will release it again. And it's it's so sad because your significant other is obviously in distress because they are coughing or they are sick because they are coughing. So you would think a normal person would have empathy for this person that is coughing. Look at all the staff members parading in studio to vent about their significant others, right? I have never been happier to be chronically single at this moment. But my husband, when he coughs, it is the most... Fingernails on a chalkboard. I told you, like, I want to punch him in the throat. I want to take a pillow and shove it over his face. I am like, I you, I should be a sympathetic person to be like, oh, babe, are you okay? But instead, I'm the a-hole over here like, do you need some water? Because <laughs> the cough is never like, <laughs> it's always... <gasps> Are you okay? Are you no. dying? Or did you, like, just choke on a chili pepper? What's happening? And I'm like, little bitch, why are you being so dramatic? Right? Like, take a sip of water. Like, I'm like trying a- to watch my show, and now I'm having to put subtitles on because I can't hear what the people are saying because you're in the next room going... <laughs> hacking up like a Victorian child dying of the plague in winter. Get it together. If you can't handle putting pepper on your food... Don't do it. <laughs> Caroline, oh my our, God. Caroline, our intern, you can't grab a mic here if you can't come with that kind of passion about your husband. No, my husband can clear a room. 
So the first night I ever slept with my husband, he farted like nobody's business. And when I say he can clear a room, he smells up the entire house. From the moment he wakes up, he is farting to the moment our son is asleep, he is farting. And I am over it. Over it. It sickens me. And his mom is like, my mother-in-law is like, I don't know how you put up with him. How? How? So like, he's been like that ever since he was a child. Oh, yeah. Just one time he them left and in right. front of the children's choir preacher, and it cleared the whole choir room right out. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the old folks, not in front of the kids. Zed, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Yeah, hey. Um, uh, so I agree with all, everything that's been said. So my <laughs> wife, uh, she likes, I, I listen, I love Doritos just as much as the next person. I love that cool ranch. But... <laughs> Man, can can we just get a napkin and not uh, 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 just the the typhoon suction power on them digits? <laughs> the Dorito snacking. I mean, just get a napkin and go get some more Doritos. Why do you have to suck your fingers like that? <laughs> Speaking of sucking, here's another irritating one. When it's the end of like an iced coffee. Oh. You're not going to get all the whipped cream up, so stop going. <laughs> that, that's me. My wife will. Oh, it drives her nuts. At one point, me. I literally was like, I'm going to snatch it out of your hand and throw it out of the window if you do not stop right now. I don't understand how my husband, <gasps> it doesn't have to be soup. It doesn't have to be liquid. It can literally be anything, any food, any food, and he has to slurp it <laughs> Off a spoon or a fork. I'm that person. Oh, my God. And I'm like, why do you have to vacuum your food? You put this utensil into your mouth. You don't use your teeth to scrape said utensil. And you press your lips around it. And then you pull out the utensil. It is that freaking simple. Drives me crazy. Zach, go ahead. Go ahead. My my wife makes insane, like, predictions about TV shows. Like, this guy last night was, and it bugs the, it bugs the crap out of me. Right before it's, it's about to happen, right? She'll make a prediction yeah. on what's, and then if it does happen, she, like, gloats about it, right? Well, yes, but it, ne- that ne- it never gets there. Like, this guy's down <laughs> three, and she's like, oh, he's going to make a cross. And I was like, what? Where did you get that from? Like, there's no reference to that happening. Or, like, a child will show up, and she's like, oh, I bet he's adopted. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Where are you getting these references? (laughs) And this is all the time. And I'm like, this is, it drives, I'm like, I... I hear you. I, I get the twist that you're getting at, but that is not what's going to happen. <laughs> I am that person. Is, that, is, so she, is she ever? Is she ever accurate? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. There was probably a time where he's like, "Oh, that's so cute." Yeah. And now, years later, uh, good morning, Leslie. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hi, Bird Show. Good morning. Good morning. I love my partner. Mm-hmm. But she lets her five-year-old nephew answer the phone all the time. So I might call and say, hey, stranded on the side of the road, have a flat tire, <laughs> talking to a five-year-old. 
<laughs> and that was never cute for you, right? Never. No, not cute at all. I'm having an emotional breakdown underneath my desk at work. And I'm talking to a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will take Rio here on the voice disguiser as soon as they are put on hold. Put them on hold. Rio. Rio. How long does it take to put that? I got one. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> we, we're, we're down some staff members today. <laughs> Rio, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hello. Rio. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. How are you guys? Go for it. Yes, my wife does this thing in the morning. She has bad sinuses where she does like a snort, quack, <laughs> duck. Like it, it's very loud. It sounds like a freight train. Try to try to try to emulate it for us right now so we can feel how annoying it is. It's a <laughs> He's in bed with Daffy Duck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're not alone. You're not alone. We're not alone. You're not alone. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Well, this should put Burt in a good mood. Ice Spice is being sued for allegedly ripping off her song in Hamoud. So, which I know I'm saying probably wrong. I don't have like a cool, cool tone to say it in. I sound too white when I said I'm like, in Hamoud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so wrong. Anyway, Ice Spice, she's facing a new lawsuit over that song because NYC-based rapper D Chambers says that he recorded a similar song called In That Mood a year before Ice Spice released hers. So he and his producer are now suing her for copyright infringement, saying she heard it on the radio and then ripped it off. So he's claiming that the song copies the beat, lyrics, hook, rhythmic structure, metrical placement, and narrative context in his track. So I'll play you the two clips. Perfect. And we can be the judge and jury you know as what? to whether or not she should get, she Wait, should no, get sued. I don't, I don't need to hear. She's guilty. She's guilty. <laughs> Based on our interaction with her. And how she blew off our listeners and didn't show up for her event? She's guilty. Zero integrity. <laughs> guilty. Send her to jail. <laughs> Send her to jail. Really? Send her to jail. How about we just fine her? No. Jail. Jail how about, how about she just come back to the station and actually give the listeners the meet and greet they want? Always too late for Bert. <laughs> yep. Jail. Once, once for Bert, if the door is closed, <laughs> that puppy is not closed, but 82 <laughs> locks on it. It ain't getting open. Here's the thing. I do feel like with the music business, it's such a slippery slope because, I mean, what, how, it, anything can be inspirational. You know, you, maybe she did hear it, but it's not like it's the complete same song. So, I, I don't know. I feel for artists in this position. She, doesn't, she didn't hear it on the radio because she doesn't value radio. <laughs> Clearly on the way she treated our listeners. So she's innocent with this argument. Still guilty. <laughs> Alright, Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> is causing some controversy over a role he says he wants to play. So he was recently interviewed at the Emmys by Variety Magazine. People are saying that he shouldn't be in this kind of role. What genre do you want to still do? Um, you know what? I love like sports movies. I don't know what that... I'd love to do more rom-coms. Like, I did one of them once and it was super fun. Um, so, yeah. Something like that. Who's your leading lady in a rom-com? Who do you want? Oh, I don't know. Quinta Brunson. I just thought I, we should do something together. And we're a perfect hype match. So, it really, there's, there's a future in this. First of all, Hollywood, take my money. I would see that in a heartbeat. But everyone started coming out and being like, he's not leading man material. He doesn't have abs. and He doesn't look like Glenn Powell. I'm like, has nobody seen When Harry Met Sally, one of the greatest rom-coms yeah. of all time? Billy Crystal was some heartthrob, in my opinion. And he does have abs. 
He actually does. He's, he's also, got hairy abs, but he's got abs. Also, he was literally the leading man in eight films. Thank you. <laughs> One of the biggest franchises of all time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He is leading man material because he's already done it. And he made billions at the box office. Isn't he trying to shed that whole Harry Potter persona so much that didn't he do like Broadway where he was showing his junk Equus. and stuff? Yeah. The movie Equus as well, where I think he stripped down to nothing. Yeah, he just wanted to go so far away from Harry Potter that, please give me some roles with some substance. He's working with a different kind of wand. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the wand chooses you, Harry. <laughs> I don't even watch Harry Potter, but I get that reference. Well, anyway, I decided to make a list of rom-com pu- couples that I want to see because I do feel like the next couple of years is going to be the renaissance of the rom-com. It already started with Anyone But You with Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, and I I want to see more rom-coms with people like Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe in it. So, of course, I think... <laughs> you just I, proved this point <laughs> with Harry Potter in it. They could probably make a cheeky <laughs> joke about his wand in it, too. You could still <laughs> Kristen's joke. But I thought him and Quinta Brunson would make an adorable couple. I too. I think Michael B. Jordan and Camila Marone from mm. uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Meryl Streep and Martin Short, since they're allegedly dating. Yeah, put I did th- hear that. Put them in a rom-com. They're allegedly dating? Yeah. Allegedly. Really? Yeah, they both came out, though. Didn't they say, like, nah, we're just friends? Yeah, but because I, they both did. She did a cameo on um, Only Murders in the Building, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they've been out to dinner a couple times, and their reps have come out and been like, no, they're just friends. <laughs> I want to see them together. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Camila Cabello, I want to see them in a straight-to-DVD Hallmark title. <laughs> Either that or Selena Gomez or a wild card, Jennifer Coolidge. Speaking of Jennifer Coolidge, I would love to see Jennifer Coolidge and Pierce Brosnan in the same rom-com. You know what I would love? A spinoff of Jennifer Coolidge's character from Legally Blonde, where she gets her own rom-com. Oh. And Reese Witherspoon is in it, and, but it's all about Jennifer Coolidge's character. That's yeah. brilliant, and I want Pete Davidson to be the love interest. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> My last one, I just think Issa Rae would totally eat up uh, Nicholas Braun from Succession. I just think that would be such a funny couple to watch. All right, this A-lister is being called a sex addict after the trailer for her new flick just dropped. I'll tell you about J-Lo's new film on your next E-Buzz on the Bird Show. The Bird Show. You know what the beautiful thing about having a close circle of friends? And I consider that for me, I don't know, I have five people in my life. That six people in my life, two people in my life. <laughs> that I Depending can, on the day. <laughs> that I can be completely authentic with. And there's not going to be tension when you're honest with them because they know that you're coming from a good and loving place. Right? Right. No ulterior motive or anything like that. So you should be able to be 100% authentic with your closest friends and family. Kristen, I consider you both friend and family. Is this your way of telling, like, bracing me that you're about to be brutally honest? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, I wasn't authentic with you yesterday, but I would like to be authentic with you now. I knew you weren't. Because as a close friend, I read your face like a book. But I, I also want you to know that... The reason why I mentioned this today has nothing to do with me whatsoever. Okay. I'm going to be cool either way. All right. So yesterday, Kristen and I were telling you guys that for the first time in a decade, Kristen likes me <laughs> um, and has uh, considered us going on vacation together. And not just any vacation. Yeah. But a bucket list vacation to see the Northern Lights. So I was planning this vacation. I was all wrapped up in my enthusiasm. And Kristen threw out there like, 
hey, Bart and I would love to do that. And I was floored because she was very vocal 10 years ago that she would never go on a vacation with me <laughs> because we spend so much time together and, and she is sort of lukewarm about me. <laughs> well, as, as Kaylee said earlier, my feelings for you have matured. <laughs> I can tolerate you so much better now. So I got very enthusiastic about this. Oh, my God. I mean, she's like, you're like a sister to me. And you're like a brother to me. Even though there are many of you guys that I've been getting DMs about, and I see the comments that I have fallen in love with Chris. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I haven't screenshotted those, yeah. and I like to send them to people on a regular basis. Like, uh, don't forget, Bert's fallen in love with me. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I'm so eager to go to the Northern Lights with her and her husband, because I've already arranged it for a polar bear to kill Bart. <laughs> So she and I can make mad love in an igloo under the northern lights. My dream comes true. <laughs> Hallelujah. So um, super enthusiastic about it, right? I mean, it is a bucket list item for her. It's a yes. bucket list item for me. So yesterday when we we're talking about it during the show, she throws this out. Can my toddler come? <laughs> And my toddler comes so, to the Northern Lights. So, and I was doing research on how far the flights are, and he travels really, really well. Okay, what's the furthest he has traveled? Two and a half hours. <laughs> Bert, you realize that if we go to the city that I mentioned to you yesterday, it's like the most northern city in Finland. So it would take us at least 24 hours to get there. Uh-huh. So it's like a plane, a train, an automobile, and a dog sled to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've thought about this, Bert, but if a polar bear does attack you guys, Jimmy will be the smallest and the slowest. So, ah, I didn't know. think about that bait. Okay. All right. So <laughs> This place that I was talking to Kristen about yesterday is so far north that... This is a legit statistic. There are more polar bears than there are people. So when you go out at night to look at the northern lights, you have to bring a gun with you, a shotgun with you, and in you, case you get attacked. You read that and said, sounds fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great yes. idea. I cannot wait to pay you. So this is one that I would go to by myself. But now yeah. that Kristen is involved and Bart is involved and perhaps bait, then... <laughs> Is that um, Jimmy's new nickname? Yeah, Instead of calling him Bubba, I'm just calling him Bait. <laughs> so there is an alternative that we can go to also. But either way, it's still going to be instead of 24 hours to get there, it's 20 hours. Yes. The terrain is still the same. It yeah. is going to be freezing. Yeah. The activities you do during the day yeah. are like dog sledding. Which would look so exciting. Looks so cool. Um, there's some stuff to do with like reindeers. Uh -huh. um, you go into caves, caverns and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I mean, it's all kind of brutal. It's an adventure. It it's is not an even adventure. a vacation. It's an adventure. So my, my son climbs up and down the couch real well. <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm saying is I, I think that you and Bart should reconsider, and I understand why, because, I mean, you're not family here in town. We don't. And it's the, it's trying to figure out who can watch our son <laughs> for an entire week. Because Katie watched him for 24 hours. And, I mean, toddlers are a lot. And, and you know, Cassie and I are in a... In a not the same boat. She's she's a little more um, discerning. <laughs> Who watches her child than I am? This is no slight on Katie whatsoever, by the way. Um, but yeah, the fact that my husband is even open to this in game 
And then we're trying to figure out, we really, we like, we really, really want to do this. And we really want to do this with you. So we're trying to figure out any way to do that. And if the only way we can do it is bring Jimmy, we're going to bring Jimmy. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you board your dogs, they'll throw in an extra kennel for you. Oh, God. <laughs> what if every member of the Burt Show watches Jimmy for 24 hours? Oh, bless like, oh, he's a, like he's a class pet. <laughs> There's not enough members on the Burt Show that she would trust for yeah. 24 hours with Jimmy. There's not oh, enough therapists in the world to fix that for Jimmy. <laughs> Think about this. I mean, it really is the travel itself. And I again, know. and again, I, I want to stress this to you. It will not affect my vacation at all. You're worried about ours. I am worried about yours. Yes. And I think it's a tr- honestly a tremendous mace, a waste of money. Yes. He is never going to remember it. He's not. Um, and you're going to end up having to do this if you want to do this as a bucket list item. You're going to have to do it when he's older anyway. Yeah. Being out in the cold for that long, you guys are only going to be able to be out there for like a couple of minutes and then come back in with Jimmy. Okay. So I just, all right, I'm asking oh, you to reconsider. But think of little Jimothy all wrapped up on a dog sled <gasps> and petting a reindeer. So Dude, cute. my Instagram is going to be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> my posts are going to get so many likes. <laughs> Jimmy under the northern lights, <gasps> reaching up, seeing oh. something he's never seen before, and gets to experience for the first time with his mama and dad over there. I tell you what. What I will do if it's the Instagram likes that you are really going for. One hundred. That's why I had out, a kid. I will rent out a green screen. <laughs> okay, for one day. And Kristen, think about the rainbow picture that you took with the rainbow coming out of your butt. Oh, Imagine that, doing oh. that with the light. The northern <gasps> lights coming out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that would get so many likes. For sure, okay. but you can do that without Jimmy. Yes. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say All that right. you go back and maybe there's a way that we okay. can fly through. Well, there's no way we're going to be able to fly through Kentucky. No, no, no. And no. get to the northern lights, but no, we would. So, how all about right. if mom's comes down here or somebody comes down here? We'll we'll figure something out. All right, we will figure something out. And if you guys decide that the only way you can go is with Jimmy, then let's is game on. Oh my god, just another person for me to drink with. <laughs> <laughs> Popping bottles. <laughs> I'm hearing. I'm hearing everything you're saying. All right, just hearing right. everything you're saying. Either way, I'm totally cool. All right, get it, the bird show. All right, so we get this email, very interesting, and from time to time. We will get emails that are, frankly, are above our pay grade, right? I mean, all we are are people on the radio that have opinions. We're not professionals. Sometimes our advice sucks. And who knows if it's even healthy sometimes. You're the closest to a professional because of how much therapy you've had over the years. (laughs) You guys are close, though. You're getting close. (laughs) Everybody in the studio is getting really, really close. So we get this email the other day that um, either we're going to read or Andrea has already read from a couple that has twins and the mom clearly is favoring one of the twins, which is really pissing dad off. Yeah. So I'll just break this down because it was a very quick email. Um, I'm a young mother to a wonderful pair of six-year-old twin girls. They're both energetic, playful, and smart. Over the years, I have noticed I tend to favor Lily over Ronnie. It causes a pit of discomfort in my stomach, even typing this, but I know that the favoritism stems from Lily's appearance. Lily is an extraordinarily cute little girl and has been approached by many talent scouts. Ronnie is beautiful in her own way, but she is more plain than Lily. My ex-husband has noticed my favoritism and says it's shallow and disgusting. He suggested I seek guidance from a therapist. Am I really such a terrible mother that I need professional help? 
I know it would be ideal if I felt the same way about each of my twins, but I can I really help that I prefer one <laughs> over the other? And that's why we have enlisted professional help. Yeah, so this might be a little bit of a conflict of interest when you're asking a professional if they should seek professional help. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure she's going to say yes. So we're bringing Andrea Berkeley on, and she is from the Honest Women a podcast, which legally I have to tell you guys is part of the Pioneer Network, which is my network. They do such a great job. You guys, you should listen to their last podcast about um, Dry January and their relationship with alcohol was really, really good. But this one's totally different than that. Hey, Andrea. Mm-hmm. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so you got moms here that very well could be favoring one of the uh, one of the kids. No, she is. She owned it. She, she definitely is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. how do you handle that with the husband and how do you... I mean, clearly it's going to affect the kids, right? Right. Absolutely. I I think the first thing that we need to do is just mom, as she's written this, has really revealed how she feels about these feelings, right? So first she notices that she's noticing that one of her twins is cuter than the other is the way that she's described it. And then she is judging that so harshly. She has a pit of discomfort in her stomach typing it. She's um, being told that she's shallow and disgusting. And she's describing herself as a terrible mother who might be in need of professional help. So she's kind of caught in the I've noticed this and I have this feeling and I feel terrible about it. And I actually think that's blocking her from taking some action. So before we get to the action, I just want to say we notice differences between people. If you are a human and you have eyes and you have ears, you're going to notice the differences between people. We don't feel good about it, right? It's hard even to read it. We might judge ourselves really harshly for it, but you do notice. And if you're another parent, if I can just be a little honest, like I have four kids. I know which one is the nicest one. I know which one is the smart, you know, they're all smart. They're all beautiful, smart, beautiful, and nice. I hope my kids listen to this, but do you know what I mean? Well, Andrea, they all the, have qualities that are so strong. In the interest of credibility and authenticity, you said you had four kids. I'd like you to rank them <laughs> <laughs> from one to four right now. I will not. I will not do okay. it. But we've had moments of, you know, where, and they change over time. You know, one was a really difficult baby and then is a wonderful teenager. You know, one was really snuggly and now that snuggly is making us crazy. Like we notice. Okay. So let yourself off the hook for noticing. Let's not circle the drain on that because you're going to be blocked from the important thing, which is you got to take some action, girl. Uh And now how do we take action? Well, I think that the first thing is she, she notices and other people notice, and she's owning the fact that she does show favoritism. There's a difference between, I notice these differences between my kids and maybe even I feel pulled towards this one versus that one at a certain time. And then there's, and I show it and everybody else can see it. And certainly the children can feel it. Mm -hmm. So I guess I I wish I could ask the listener, like, how do you show favoritism? Mm-hmm. What do you notice that's different between the kids? You know, are you are you more gentle on one of the daughters? Are you more generous or affectionate? Figure out how you show it and then stop doing that. Like, mm-hmm. just stop doing that. So are you saying she doesn't need to see a therapist for this? Like, it's as easy as just Oof. stop doing it. Okay, I actually think, first of all, everyone should see a therapist all the time. That's a biased (laughs) opinion from a therapist who goes to therapy. But what I will say is 
could there be deeper issues here, right? Is mom dealing with her own internalized self-image stuff? Is there something from her childhood? I, I don't know. There, there's plenty of reasons that she may be acting in this way that deserves some curiosity and some compassion. And especially if she cannot change her behavior, I you think have got to do it. I think a good motivator for some moms is learning how their behavior would actually affect their kid long term and spurring yes. them into action. So can you talk about what might happen to Ronnie, the kid who's not getting all the attention long term mm -hmm. if the favoritism continues to happen? Yeah, certainly anxiety, depression in the short term. But I think the biggest thing is that we learn about our relationship to ourselves and our relationship to the world with our parents. And so she's setting up a lifelong dynamic where this daughter does not feel valuable, maybe does not feel lovable. And we know how that plays out. Yeah. You know, think about her high school boyfriend and how you want her to feel uh, with that high school boyfriend and then do better, you know? Yeah, you fully um, end up like as a career stripper is what you're saying, right? I, I mean, I, it's just <laughs> possible. It also affects the other daughter. So yes. favoritism does not benefit anybody and um, Cassie, you teed me up so well. There was actually a journal, uh, a study from the Journal of Marriage and Family um, that, about maternal favoritism, and it found that maternal differentiation was related to higher depression scores as middle-aged adults. Okay, wow. that's big right there. So if that's not going to yes. shock you into stopping, nothing will, right? right? All right, this right. is Andrea. Or start saving for therapy <laughs> instead of saving for college. Right. We should all save for therapy. But yes, do better. you got to do better. Andrea, you know? great feel job. Feel how you feel. Mm -hmm. This is Andrea Berkeley. She is in the Honest Women podcast with Jessica Hutchison. It's a really great podcast. I'm very proud that it's on the Pioneer Network. It's like two therapists that are best friends, but they're talking about really great issues. It's really fun to listen to. You did great. Thanks so much, Bert. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. It's The Bert Show. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 
getting 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. Get it. The Bird Show. When your best friend turns out to be your frenemy, this is going to be the second time we are bringing this up in a week. It is entirely new con- uh, concept for me. I thought frenemies were your second and third tier friends that you hung out with and everybody seems friendly. And then you find out one of them screwed you behind your back, right? I didn't know this was a this could be a best friend thing. It definitely can be a best friend thing. I don't think it happens super often. I think it's super devastating what does happen. But the prime example is Scandaval. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? With Ariana, thought Raquel, Rachel, whatever we're calling her these days, was her best friend. And she ended up sleeping with her with her boyfriend behind her back. Were they best friends before this show started? Or were they best friends... After they met on set. Because that, that they, almost feels like two different things. I think they were buddies when they met on set. But I mean, still, I mean, you don't just sleep with somebody's boyfriend that they live with when they've been together for 10 years. I honestly, I think the frenemy thing is more common than people think. Kristen, I think you just have better friends. <laughs> I, think just, I think you have good taste in people because I got trust issues for days. So uh, the best friends have like turned into just core frenemies. These are sisters, man. Yeah. Um, okay, if this has happened to you, and we're going to bring our intern Haley in here in just a second because this happened to her as well. If your best friend, best friend, turned out to be a frenemy, one eight five five bird show In your case, this is really nasty, man. Yeah, so it's like a classic case of full sabotage. Um, I had been friends with this girl like throughout high school and a little bit of college. We played volleyball together. Um just to kind of give context to the type of person she was, we played volleyball and I won like the MVP award, like mm-hmm. not to two my horn, but like I was good. She was not. Um, and I couldn't even like enjoy the award I won because she was crying the whole night that she didn't win an award. So like that kind of, <sighs> that kind of vibe wasn't happy for me, whatever. So there's your first big red yeah. flag there. right? So um, I got out of a real, like a pretty bad relationship and she said, well, you know, now that you're out of this relationship and you know, I'd kind of been isolated from my friend. She said, why don't I introduce you to all my friends? You can kind of get some more friends, get a new friend group. And I was like, that's so nice of you. Absolutely. So she asked this one guy, can I bring my friend to your birthday party? He said, sure. Sounds cool. Whatever. I go. It was a great time. I liked everyone. I could tell, like, I could totally vibe with this friend group. Like, this is so great. And she said, they really liked you. Like, they want you to hang out more. And I was like, this is a perfect situation. Over the next couple of weeks, she had just kind of been, like, a little distant. Like, I had hung out with them some more, but I could tell she was less and less eager to invite me and to ask them if I could come. And so I I asked her about it one day and she said, let's see, and I quote, this is from a text <laughs> message. Is literally quoting. She's bringing yeah. the scene. Yeah. Your honor, I have screenshots. Yes. <laughs> she goes, I introduced you to my friends so you would be able to hang out with me while I was with them because I knew you had no friends. <gasps> Not not to steal them away from me and then them come to me and say, are you bringing Haley? That's all they ask. It feels like now they're using me to get you to come hang out. Whoa. What? So Why after that, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. so wow. immediately I was like, okay, so it's clear. The reason you introduced me to them, it became abundantly clear. You thought it would make you somehow feel better about yourself. Mm. You thought they would hate me or something like 
I can get along with everyone if I try hard enough. And so <laughs> over the next couple of weeks, we just, I like, I quote unquote got over it. Like we made up whatever. And then there was a Braves game. Her and I both got invited to with this friend group. I got there a little late because I had to work. And when I got there, she didn't look at me. She didn't talk to me. I mean, this, we had spent every day together, like my best friend. And so I asked one of the guys sitting next to me, I said, like, is she okay? Like, is she good? And he goes, I, I don't know. Like, when we were all walking in here together, she looked at me and she said, you know, Haley sleeps with guys in the friend group for money. <gasps> no. What? Yeah. Not as a joke. No, not as a joke. She was like, yeah, like, watch out for her. She's like, she's sleeping with people in our friend group. So was like, it true? for money. Was it true? It, no. Herbert, how much money did you um, make? <laughs> but like, that was my thing. I was like, even if I was... Would you take gift cards? Respect my hustle. Like, you're my friend, right? Like, yeah, in, in this economy? Right. I was like, <laughs> how are you I, not sleeping with your friends for money? <laughs> I was like, I gotta do what I gotta do. No, and so after, I was like, well, obviously I'm going to leave right now. I don't want to be here. Um, and so I left... The, so nothing was said at the game? No. She didn't even look at me, didn't talk to me, nothing. She it, didn't notice that I left. Um, and so after, as I left the game, four hours after the game, she texted me and she said, like, just no contact. She just said, I'm sorry if I did anything to hurt you. <laughs> and so I was like, what? so you know. And so I text her back and I go, why do you think I'm hurt? Did you do or say something that would hurt me? Look at you. And she goes, no, I just noticed you left the game early. I said, yeah, I didn't feel like being at a baseball game where I had been advertised as a hooker by my best friend. Oh, oh. Exact message back is, I was still a little mad about my friends liking you more than me, and oh, I shouldn't have God. said those things. When I'm mad, I say things I don't mean. Holy what? No, that's a I was like, you don't just that's, not mean that. That's just not true. Yeah. That's not saying things you don't mean. That's saying like, oh my God, I hate you so much. You're the right. worst friend ever. Mm -hmm. That is a that's a bold face lie, yeah. spreading rumors and untrue gossip about Damn. somebody to hurt their reputation. Yeah, I was so like after that, I was like immediately, I don't care if there's an apology and so like I had multiple text messages like I'm so sorry like I was just hurt blah blah, blah. and I I tried to stay the bigger person through everything I could have I mean I could have been like I'm not the one who kind of made their way around the group Ooh. am I though oh. but I didn't say that I said I'm just at a point in my life where I'm not entertaining relationships that aren't benefiting me and my goals and I wish you the best but Good for you that friend group I'm now um going on two and a half years with someone from that friend group like in a relationship with them they don't talk to her anymore I'm invited to the weddings that are starting to happen like she is not she did it to herself she's not talked to anymore and so you can't run into her because they're not even inviting her right anymore. yeah good, this, well, everyone kind of slowly started to see the kind of person she was yeah. I was like oh thank oh, god true colors Psycho. true colors trash yeah. takes itself out every single time every time <laughs> good morning Morgan you are on the birch that we're talking about frenemies that your best friends that turn out to be frenemies yes um, oh my god I love you guys thank you listen to you guys all the time um, so I had a friend this was like 2005 we were in 5th grade I had known her for since then and then I had a kid young about in about 10th grade her family was really close with me. Um, I, you know, I brought my baby over there all the time. And then she, I, so we were drunk one night. I saw her kiss my baby daddy, and they both were just like, "No, you, you didn't see that." But oh, where's she going? But what? But what? Oh, uh, we lost you there for a second. It's her phone. It crapped out. Oh no, cliffhanger. Uh, uh, this one's gonna shock you guys. Woo! This one's voice disguise your material. Hey, Amy, good morning. Your best friend turned out to be your frenemy. How did you know? 
Oh, 100%. And I will give a forewarning. This is terrible. Um, I got baptized um, at a very large church, mind you, as well. Very public. Um, my best friend, her husband, my husband and myself, um, they were bigger drinkers than I was uh, uh, then. And um, they wanted to go out and have a celebratory beer for my baptism. I <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's go. So uh, about 7 o'clock that night, uh, we went, and my best friend, we will call her Chastity, uh, she ordered pineapple upside-down cake shooters. And I'm like, well, okay, I can just have one. And I had a beer. And um, I had gone to the bathroom. I came back. My husband's still over there with them. Uh, Chastity is always uh, uh, a free spirit. So Salute. she's back and forth, back and forth. And our shooters are sitting right at the end of the bar. And I noticed my shooter looked just a little different. It looked like as if it was, like, stirred up or not all, like, separated like my husband's and uh, my best friend and her husband's. Well, I'm with great company. I'm at our local bar. No big deal, right? Take the shot. Um, within about, I would say about an hour and a half, I was tripping my balls off. <gasps> um, I was, the one thing I remember was, um, asking the police um, how long it took for someone to put them together because I thought they were Lego, like police. Um, she drugged you? I was in the hospital. She did. Um, I was in the hospital and had to get my stomach pumped. And um, about three years after that, um, I had already had a sneaky suspicion. My husband did too. Um, and so I started breaking that relationship off best I could because we all had, our kids have grown up together. Um, and, and she lived in the same neighborhood. I could see her house from my front porch, um, at that time. So, uh, about three years after that, of just slowly trying to break that, you know, best friend. I mean, she was my ride or die y'all. I mean, I'm talking anything and everything we were there. And, uh, she came clean one night and said that they were in hopes that I would be more lenient with myself and my husband and share a bed with her and her husband. Okay. Hold on a second. They hold wanted on. to threesome. I, I just want, I, I want to take this whole thing in. No, it's foursome, right? Oh, foursome. Yeah. Foursome. So Swingers. the night of your baptism, she <laughs> drugged you in order to have a foursome with your husband and them. Yes. But she put too much drugs in your pineapple up-down <laughs> shot that you ended up in the hospital getting your stomach popped. Basically, Holy Communion. Did your husband know? He did not. And he um, <laughs> came from a very militant background and uh, was angry, to say the least, and, you know, believe in the right of to bear arms and <laughs> didn't make the best. <laughs> Uh, exit when uh, we found out um, for sure. But uh, it was that. That is a when I heard the front of me thing, I was like, "Oh, I have to call." Him. Yeah, yes, you did. Yeah, you ended this segment. There's nothing going to come in more shocking than yours. No, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Wow. Wow, I'm like, my best friend just said something. Yeah. <laughs> you just got called a hook. I know. What are you I'm complaining like, about? I just, she just said that I was making a lot of money. Really? I don't know. Said but, you were a good entrepreneur. Right. It was actually a compliment. I'm a businesswoman, okay? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz.
I've never tripped out on drugs before, but I can't imagine it would feel something like watching the trailer for Jennifer Lopez's new film, This Is Me Now, A Love Story. This thing is a fever dream. So <laughs> right in the beginning of this trailer, you see Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are riding through a mo- uh, on a motorcycle through a salt flat. flat. And then J-Lo, she's talking about being a hopeless romantic. And then there's people dancing. And then there's a flower petal factory. And then Jen and Ben get thrown from the motorcycle. And then she's talking to her therapist. And that's all just in the first 20 seconds. And I'm looking at, I'm like, what is the plot of this film? And then there's a section where she's having an intervention from her friends who say she might be a sex addict. You need to watch this trailer because I have no idea what's going on. It looks like a Marvel film, like with a little bit of Tim Burton in it. I don't know what the plot of it is, except I think it's telling the story of her past marriages. I can't find a summary anywhere. Yeah. And Ben Affleck's in it. And it looks like Ben Affleck is in it. You, You guys ever watch a movie and then at the end of the hour and a half, for two hours go, what the hell was the point of that at all? Saltburn. (laughs) Saltburn? That's how I felt about Saltburn. Really? I mean, I felt like there was some, I mean, it was a pretty deep movie. I don't know that it had any kind of, yeah, there was really no message on that. Yeah, I had to watch it twice because I'm like, why did he suck the bathtub water into his mouth? But here's the thing. Not everything has a message. Like some things just cannot be explained. They just are what they are. But there are some movies, like it sounds like this trailer where you just are, you're at the end of it and you're just like, why? Entertainment mm-hmm. is just entertaining to watch. Okay. Saltburn was entertaining. It was artistic, theatrical, like great cinematography. Maybe this is going to have some excellent cinematography. Have you guys seen the uh, the movie? I can't even look at your series. I think it's called Sun on Netflix with Hugh Jackman. With the O or you? O. Oh. At the end of it, it was two hours, and I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> What, what did you do this what, for? What was this? <laughs> Why did I watch it? I was mad at Hugh Jackman for signing the contract on it. I feel I, like people said that about, what was that Robert Pattinson film, Lighthouse or whatever, that was oh, all black and white. I really like that movie. It's it's art. If you don't understand, if after two hours you say why, it's because it's art okay. and you didn't go to art school. Yeah, I probably like that only because Hayden, who my son is in uh, performing art school, was loving it so much. So I was probably, the movie itself really was bizarre, but he loved it. So that's why. This thing is art. A, this thing is an hour and five minutes. That's very extensive. The movie? <laughs> yeah. The musical movie? Yeah. Whatever just got released on Amazon Prime Video is... It gets released on February 16th, so okay. you can watch it as like this a Valentine's Day thing. It's if it's a musical, fun. it's still an hour too long. <laughs> <laughs> you can only handle five minutes of it. That's it. God. This is so weird. Hey, I don't know what it is because it looks like it, she's going to defeat Thanos in it, but it's a love story. I'm very confused by the whole thing, but I will be tuning in because I love to hate watch things. Yeah. All right, Jane Seymour, she says she's having more wonderful and passionate sex than ever at the age of 72. Who? So she, Jane Seymour. Mm. So she she did a medicine woman. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she wrote an essay for Cosmopolitan Sex After 60 Digital Issue, and she reveals why the sex she's having with her boyfriend is better than any other she's ever had before. She said, sex right now is more wonderful and passionate than anything I have ever remember because it is built on trust, love, and experience. The older I get, the more sex is built on emotional intimacy, on having shared the ups and downs of life with someone, our feelings, our joys, our sadness, our mutual passions and desire. Your sex life doesn't need to 
end at 60. So there's a key phrase she used there. Um, she said, at 70 years old, I can't remember having better sex. Well, you're 70 years old. Right. She probably did. She you just can't, can't remember that. You can't blame good sex in your 70s on dementia just because you can't remember the sex from the past. I think you can. Okay. I think you can. I think it just did. <laughs> She talks about how there's a stigma around sex and aging, saying yeah. that while some people give up physically, mentally, and emotionally as they get older, she writes that she's come to realize that life can only get better when you are open-minded and you listen to your body and to yourself. So she's really coming to her own, you know, about 50 years too late. So what? shout I out to you, I'm Dr. Quinn. so old. My body says, please go to sleep. <laughs> it says, don't touch me. Yeah, it says, we want to hibernate. <laughs> but what does a 70 body yaddy 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 sound like? It doesn't get through the whole song. No. <laughs> Doesn't get through all those lyrics. Right? That's it. Uh, My for, <laughs> for more stories, head to the Bird Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. The Bird Show. Hope you've enjoyed I Hate Kristen Day today on the Bird Show. It was Kaylee's turn earlier this morning. And today- he doesn't hate me. You, you're, you're painting an an accurate picture, sir. He came on the air and said, "I'm like a sister to him." Yeah, I hate to tell you, siblings hate each other. <laughs> uh, and now two interns are coming forward. Not one, but two. Two that don't have minor beef with you. Literally says major beef. One, if I'm you, I, I don't know enough about um, about Courtney yet to know if your life is in danger. But I do know that with Caroline, who has Army in her background and not her parents, her, she is in the army. Um, that one would make me nervous. <laughs> Coming from a military family, yes. yes. Anybody in the military having beef with me, that, that yeah. that's a concern. Not only is she from a military family, she's in she, I know. the military. I am aware. So let's take these one at a time here. Uh, Courtney, what's your beef with Kristen? Yeah. Um, Wait a minute, is it same beef or different beef? It's, it's the same beef. Conjoined beef. It's yes. along the same lines. Yes. Conjoined beef. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I handled the schedule. I contemplated not putting this on the schedule. And I was like, nope, mm-hmm. because I'm trying to be better at taking constructive criticism. Oh, you don't even know that's what it is yet. It could be something... Um, just in your personality, your face. Oh, okay. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Okay. All right. um, if I'm not mistaken, Kristen has made the claim very openly that most of her time on social media is on Instagram. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I can guarantee to anybody listening that that time is not spent answering her DMs ever. <laughs> oh, no. At all. No, it's not. Uh-oh. And as somebody who has personally DM'd you was something that felt very important to me oh. and it was never even seen. I'm confronting you and I'm letting you know that we care. We want to talk to you. Okay. Um, okay. Abby, can you pass the popcorn? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so about a year ago, you guys did a segment um, where you each messaged a celebrity that had some kind of impact in your life. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. You've been sitting on this for a year? A year. <laughs> She's had beef with you for a year. She probably got this internship just to confront you to your so face. this was well before your internship. <laughs> it was... Bert, would you like some salt for your popcorn and for Kristen's wounds? Hey, can someone get me a Coke Zero? <laughs> it's It was part of my reason for applying. I mean, I won't lie, but... I heard that segment. I was very touched. You guys all reached out to your celebrities. And I, growing up, I went through a few struggles as everybody did. And there was a point in my life where my mom and I weren't so close. And you were growing into your 
role as a mother. And I decided to let you know that I felt very impacted by that. And I felt very loved in the way that you were talking about your child and your connections. And a year later, it hasn't even been opened. So. Oh, Kristen. Kristen. All right. So what I'm learning here first, I am so sorry. I'm not even going to apologize for how you feel. I'm going to apologize for having not read the DM and that you are opening my eyes that I need to be more um, more aware and more active with my DMs. Can you read? Do you have it? Can I we- do. I do. Um, it's okay. We'll just no, full, here. No, no, full no, circle no, no. here. No, here. What we'll do is. Because you, you have said openly. You have told me you don't understand how I answer as many DMs as I do. I don't. You say that. By the way, Caroline, did what happened yesterday, Caroline? Did you DM me yesterday? I did. And what happened? I sent you a picture. And what did I do? You responded. Huh. <laughs> um, because you just, it, it's not, um, what I'm saying is don't take it personally. <laughs> she doesn't answer anybody. I, I, I don't. I also don't answer DMs. Really? I don't read them. My, my personal ones, yeah. show ones, I'll try and go through all of them I as much does. as I can. I like doing it. I'm going to need y'all to start reading your DMs because then people start sending me stuff. And they're like, hey, can you show this to Cassie? I'm like, I'm not yes. Yes. I get I get overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I then I just, then you get um, paralysis by analysis yeah. or whatever. And then I just don't. I Because do you want to give heartfelt responses when yeah. people send heartfelt stuff. Yeah. And perhaps this is the coward's way out. But if I never saw it, <laughs> then I'm not. Because then I do get sucked in. And it brings me down. Like, I don't know about you, Kristen, but I'll go into that emotional place with whoever's DM me whatever's going on in their life and then the rest of my like day and afternoon is shot when you get so many of those Mm. every day and also I don't have time when I go home I I have children and they steal my life Blood, it's it's also hard because you want to have boundaries too because I'm notorious for opening literally every DM I get and you feel like once you answer one you have to continuously mm-hmm. answer people and now all of a sudden you have 75 conversations in your DMs and mm-hmm. like how do I cut it off without being rude? All right, no, so we have pulled up. Courtney has yeah. my phone. She has my Instagram. She put her name in. Sure enough, she did DM me. Lo and behold. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to read it. I am. Um, it's a little lengthy, so I apologize. That's probably why I didn't read it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, Hi, Kristen. I listened to the Burt Show segment on messaging celebrities and showing gratification. I was very touched and wanted to share as well. Growing up, my parents had split, and shortly after, we suffered a house fire. There were several years of my life where going to school, the only thing I looked forward to was listening to you guys. I just wanted to say thank you for providing a hope that helped me grow and adapt to my environment. I'm so much stronger because of it. My mom and I did grow apart, but I got to listen to you grow into a role of a mom, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, and thank you the whole thank you to the whole crew. Aww, what a beautiful Aww. DM. Well, I mean, Wow. I won't take it back, but. Wow. That's so sweet. That is One so year sweet. too late, Kristen. Doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Hug really it out. needed you. Huh? That's really beautiful. Thank you. I'm sorry right. you didn't get a response back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, all right. Next. Uh, yep, level Next. two. Caroline. You just don't respond back to anybody. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I DM you all the time about mom stuff. Do you really? Yeah. All right, put your name in. <laughs> Kristen, I have an idea. What? You should have the interns answer all your data <laughs> so they can answer themselves. I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> all right, Caroline's putting her um, handle in all right, to so Caroline, messages. A little um, backstory here. So, yes, you are currently in the Army? No, I'm out. Okay, no. out of the Army. And you have how many kids? One. One kid, okay. No more. All right. And they're close in age to my son. Yeah, he's three. They're the same age. Yeah. So you're just looking for somebody to lean on. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if when, she could yeah, get some I advice? Just right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because my mother-in-law, she lives in California. Oh, so, yeah. and my parents, yeah, 
Yeah. If he, you can't Instagram DM people in California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, You're going to get a response not. three hours late. Yeah. And for whatever reason, her immediate family isn't, um, a, a, she's not in, in touch for these things. So she was adopting you mm-hmm. as a counselor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really needed your help. And let's, let's. You failed. <laughs> I failed miserably. You failed me. Once again, Caroline. How many times, by the way? I apologize for not responding to how many she's DMs. She's scrolling. What, three, four? Now she's at five. She's mouthing seven. Are these eight, like eight? Ten? Ten. 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 I apologize <laughs> for not responding to wait, your wait, ten wait, DMs. No, 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 no. Are we're they like memes or heartfelt messages? Um, Memes and kind of both. Look, she's, it's a mixture. She's actually mixture. a little bit hurt as she's as she's. I think scrolling the one that the hurts tent. me the most mm-hmm. is it was just a few months ago. I wanted to know where that Santa you went to because it was beautiful. What Santa that you took Jimmy to to oh, have the, pictures with the Santa at Phipps? Yes. Yeah, I wanted to know so bad because I was like, I'm taking my son there right okay, now. You Did you say well? The name you is the, under here. No. Well, and to Kristen's credit here, the name of the Santa is the Santa at Phipps. <laughs> so, if she, so if she skipped that one, I can, I can sort of see that one. It's the Santa at Phipps. But we have learned a lesson, and I will try to be a little more aware of my more sentimental DMs. <laughs> I think you should answer all DMs for a 24-hour period and then report oh. back on how you feel. Okay. It's not bad, dude. It really isn't. It. I, I don't. We must get different DMs. Okay. All right. So starting right now. Any DM I get for the next 24 hours, oh boy. I will respond to. At Chris Kling on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll even go into the hidden folder. She's a Caroline's already DMing me. Not the hidden <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.